Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, one and all. We're back. Welcome to the show. It's your old pal, Rich Wilson. Hope you're well. Uh, thank you to everyone for coming out to my shows. Really appreciate that. Um, I've got some more coming up. I've got some more dates. I shall be putting them up uh, momentarily on my website. You can find everything that we do uh, via our link tree. Uh, if you just click on the link tree, which is in all the bios connected to this podcast and in all of my social media bios, click on the link tree. That takes you to everything that we do. It'll all be mapped out in front of you, right there. It's so easy, you won't even know yourself. It's right there. Click on the link tree. Bang, you're there. My website, producer Paul's website, live show dates, blogs, everything is there. Our merch, coffee, the lot. It's all in front of you. Um, uh, and uh, before we begin, before we begin, we've got to mention this uh, to become a Patreon. Uh, to get early access uh, to behind the scenes videos because we video these, these now and uh, our patrons get uh, access to that early access to that uh, if you go to the patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast page um, or click through the link tree in the podcast description and in all of my social media bios uh, that will like I say do that for us it's a couple of quid a month that's all we're asking for we're not asking for millions of pounds it's just so we can keep going that's that's all we ask you know so that's, that's if you do that for us that'd be great and then we can keep giving you one of the finest podcasts in the land uh, with the best guests in, I mean it's what a podcast this is you know, you know and I say that someone who's doing it. it I'm doing it and I love it so you you want to keep it give us a couple of quid that's all it's a couple of quid you won't even notice it you know like, you, you go and have a coffee but it's like buying us a coffee. Like, Do you want a coffee? Yeah, I'd love one. You know, it's like that. So a couple of quid. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. So my guest this week, um, an unusual man. An unusual, well, no, he's not unusual. Well, his background is unusual. To me, anyway, uh, as, a, as a working class man. Well, you know what? I say that. Working class. And it has been spoken about on this uh, on this uh, podcast. It's a weird, it's a weird thing because people are more fluid than that. And I feel... Yes, I sound and I look like uh, your average van driver, but I, you know, and I just speak to van drivers, right? We're all bloody legends, us. You know, we can still drive around and uh, not use our sat-navs. Yes, that's the thing. People, I blow people's minds when they get in the car with me. They're like, how did you get from Brighton to Cardiff not looking at your sat-nav? Because I know where I'm going. Because I remember, oh yeah, I remember paper maps, the books. Do you remember them? The old A to Z, I used to go, oh, I've got to go there, I've got to go there. And you that's what you do and so we know our way around you know um, but I, you know, my dad was a civil servant my mum worked in a, in a factory a big bakery so 
I kind of bridge that gap, you know, between middle and working class. It's just, yeah, it's like I say, it's, it's a bit more, it's, it's not just down the line with, with, with all of us, you know, there's more to us, you know, than, than society allows us to be. But uh, the right honourable Tom Horton, um, yeah, we, he lives in the Tower of London. I mean, what a life. Do you know what I mean? And that's his background. We talk about it in we talk about it in this episode, uh, his background, him being the uh, the honourable Tom Horton, his dad being the right honourable, um, and uh, it's a, it's fascinating to find out because he's a really down to earth top bloke, and I love him dearly. He's a brilliant comic as well. Um, so yeah, let's just let's stop the wittering, let's stop the chat, the shuntering on, let's get him on. So coming up in a minute is Tom Horton. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. I've just had a bloody. No, I was on the train coming down, and I did, it wasn't. It wasn't an argument. I, I, I kept myself together because the guy. Because the, the I, I was running to get the train. I'm like, I need to get the train I was on, otherwise I would have been late for this. So. I put the bought the ticket on the app, and then I forgot that there are some train companies you can print it off, or some train companies you just use the barcode, the the VR code thing. Yeah. So I'm running towards the gate. And I'm like, oh fuck, it's connect. Ah, oh, right. So anyway, so I just tapped into the to the gate. And I thought, oh, I'll worry about that later on. Got on the train, and then the, the ticket inspector comes down, and he's and he's like, yeah, I went there. Sorry, mate, I need to print this off at the other end. And he was about to tell me like, no. You have to buy another ticket, and then you have to claim that one back. And I, I could feel my blood levels like coming up <laughs> because I get it. He's got to do a job, but it's when it's it's shit like that where that you go. Look, I've bought the ticket. You can see I've bought the ticket. Yeah. But you're now you're now because of your bullshit bureaucracy in your company. You're now telling me that this ticket doesn't exist, and I now have to. And I, I could just feel it coming up. Luckily. He turned around. He went, "All right." He goes, "I'll let you off this time." Be like, "Do you mean let me off this time?" Because he, because he literally saw the flames happening <laughs> in your eyes. Like, 
I'm a very, I know what you mean, I'm a very calm you... man, but uh, there are it's, it's it's stupidity, not his stupidity, the company's stupidity. That you go, they're so worried and panicky mm. that someone somewhere is going to going to rip them off. That they make your life so difficult. I know what you mean. It's also, do you ever feel like it's for some people? It's people who have sort of very minor authority roles mm. like bouncers are well known for this as well where they yeah. just abuse it and it's like okay you just know you've got that little bit on me with the ticket yeah yeah i feel like yeah. at least at least he did the right thing and let you through he did and there was a moment where he, he, and he but he still had to explain what usually happens you know like no normally we have to you have to buy a new ticket and then you have to reclaim that one back and then i said to him yeah but this is a 13 pound ticket and i bet you that the admin charge will be a tenner and yeah. he's like yeah probably and i was just and i could i was like i must have been yeah 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 oh is that so all right <laughs> i think it could feel uh, or maybe i was gripping the table a bit too my knuckles had gone white with rage yeah <laughs> it's that it's, it's the same that, you know it's the same like because i've also had that times when i've i've messed up a ticket thing like I, i've gone the wrong stop or i've had to but whatever mm. and you've run up to the, the barriers and gone oh mate look i've got this and they've just literally put you through straight away and they haven't yeah. even looked at what you're dealing with so yeah 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 they do have that option as well yeah and the, the fact that you know um, you can see i'm not i haven't dodged the train i have no. I've, I've i've done the thing but because your 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 technology isn't up to date and you're still old school mm -hmm. printing it off give a shit about the planet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> also bloody being on a train where at King's Cross where the barriers are so often down mm. I've done a whole so the amount of times I've done a bought like a hundred quid train ticket gone through the barrier that was already down not had my ticket checked and then in Darlington the barriers are open and it's like ah! <laughs> I know <laughs> and it's like do you take that risk do you spin that do you roll that yeah, dice yeah. <laughs> and especially when especially when in, like all the way to Darlington and you haven't had a seat either you know like, I'm not paying to stand on a train yeah, exactly. I've sat in a bloody, sat on some kid's fruit juice spill <laughs> in an aisle for the whole time. Yeah, we're in a vestibule. Do you remember back in the 90s, Rich, where you used to just hop on a train, hide in the toilets, Old get school. to where you wanted to go, and then that was it. Old school. How it should have been. <laughs> Proper. When the world was a better place. <laughs> and then we wonder why all these restrictions are in place now. Because they, you know, there wasn't. A, I, yeah. I, I do. I must say, I won't say where I was going or what I was doing. But uh, I was. I had, I'd picked up a, a job in in the, in in between the, all the lockdowns and things. Why does everything you say sound like a Guy Ritchie plot? <laughs> just my accent. Just... I, I won't say what I was doing, where I was going, but I picked up a little little bit of work down a dock. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hush, hush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, only because um, I managed to dodge the train a few times. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. It wasn't what I was doing. wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't it wasn't fishy in any way, shape, or form. But um, <laughs> because they were because I, I, I took I took uh, I won't say anymore. This is probably uh, incriminating. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what I see now, I do see though young fellas, and it's normally young fellas. No, I'm not being sexist again, but. Again, like I'm sexist all the time. Um, well, but you see, them, it's always they push through. The, they push through the. They just push through the barrier. They just go, like they just give this like shimmy, and they just yeah. bust through. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no one's stopping you. I've actually, I've had a few, and not being sexist again, but uh, 
I've had a few, uh, the odd woman, because it has just been a woman who, mm. when I've gone through a barrier, they've just followed me through my slipstream. Ah, oh, nice. And I've like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like I've been a bit like, do you know what I mean? I've been violated there. It's like, that was my, that was my passage through. Yeah. yeah. And now just... you've, well, you know, this is like when the zombies come, you know, a lot of people, who are they going to stand behind? <laughs> They're going to stand behind the likes of you and I, you know, exactly. we, we, we're the ones with the, you know, we, we've trained for this. <laughs> I say that, I say that as, as I'm stood there going, I'm not going out there. Fuck that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't know what I do in a zombie apocalypse. I like, have you seen Jordan Brooks lately? Because he's got his great bit and he just he, he builds it up, builds it up, builds it up. And then, uh, and then he goes, and then I'd kill myself because I'm not putting myself. <laughs> it's great. I feel, like that could be, I feel like that could be the end of most of Jordan's anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's such a Still lovely do, guy. He's an, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. Big fan. Love him. <laughs> so where are you, Tom? Are you in the, in the Tower of London? I am in the Tower of London, which, speaking of, if there is a zombie apocalypse, um, that's the place. Very good place to come. What a place! What a yeah. place! Uh, lots of very big walls. I don't, you don't see World War Z when they're sort of all the zombies are climbing up the wall. <sighs> yeah, It'd be like that over here. That freaked me out because it usually, you know, I, I grew up when zombies were, you know, they were just trundling along. You could get away from them easily. But now they've got speed and cunning. Rage zombies. Rage yeah, zombies. Rage zombies. It's no need for yeah. that. Yeah, I like them when they were slow. Yeah, um, it was, but a, yes, it was the, a better day. Yeah, when you could dodge, when you could dodge train fares, <laughs> and the zombies were walking at a reasonable pace. <laughs> That's what I miss. The good old days. <laughs> yeah, but I am. Yes, I'm in the tower. Um, in the tower right now. It's um, interesting time because my um, I'm, I'm leaving soon. All right. Yeah, so okay. it's 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 been a long time being yeah. here, many happy memories. Yeah, but I've now I'm going off to my own flat, which is gonna be a downgrade. I don't think <laughs> there's any way around it. It's gonna, I mean, less ghosts and the jewelry sort of. Yeah, the jewelry's gonna be different. <laughs> yeah, there is. This is where my girlfriend's left a Claire's accessories bag somewhere <laughs> rather, rather, rather than the actual crown jewels. But it's time, it's time to move on. But, uh, well uh, you know, I've got, I've, I've got a few more months left in here. Um, Going to see the Super Bloom that's happening in the moat. Super the Bloom? Queen's, Super Bloom. There's, um, so for the Queen's Jubilee, mm. they've ordered the entire moat to be filled with flowers. Oh, wow. And there's an eight metre slide as well. Is there really? Yeah, <laughs> she got Queenie be, be taking great. advantage of that. I, I really hope she does slide down. <laughs> Can you imagine? And that's the that's what does it. <laughs> she's uh, just, well, at least she's got loads of flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, way to go. It'd be, be perfect for her. Perfect. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's a lovely send off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what's it been like? Like you say, ghosts and all. It must be all manner of stuff wandering the halls. Of Loads of ghosts. Yeah. Uh, mate of ours, I guess, uh, Jim Campbell. Mm. I'm sure you know Jim. Oh, um, Jim. He, he came around my house one day and he pointed out that, he, he just said casually, do you know, more people have died in your house than Ted Bundy's. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right there, Jim. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a comforting thought. <laughs> have you had a wander around at night? Like when, it's, when you're on your, when there's no one around? Uh, or can you? I, I suppose have. you can't, can you? 
No, I can. Not yeah. not everywhere. I can't just go and like try the crown on and <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> no. Oh what? I thought we were one of the perks of the job. I know. Sadly, I can't do that, but I can walk around the grounds. Um, mm. It's all qu lit up quite nicely. My house has got quite a lot of different places you can go because, I mean, my sort of the back end to my bedroom is attached to a bell tower that goes back to the 1200s. Wow. And then my kitchen and main bits, 1500s. So it's, you know, it's Jesus. 300 years worth of history just to get my toast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to walk through the room that Guy Fawkes was interrogated in just to get no. to the kitchen, yeah, yeah. Just to get to the kitchen, just so you can yeah. moan that there's nothing in your fridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's wow. um Yeah, it's uh it's been amazing. And you yeah. can as far as ghosts, like I'm not particularly supernatural, but you can always you know, when you go to a historic site when you can sort of feel yeah. stuff's happened. Yeah, oh God, so yeah. there's always a pr there's a presence of stuff. Yeah, well, I believe in energy, and you know, like you right. say, like so many things have happened in that where you are, it's bound mm -hmm. to seep into the walls and affect the energy of the place. You know, Definitely. yeah. I got some I got some good advice for dealing with the ghosts from the woman who lives in Dover Castle. Right. Because when you start living in castles, Rich. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, you know. As, as I'm sure you'll know one day. <laughs> Let me get a uh, pen. <laughs> <laughs> just prepare yourself for yeah. the upgrade. Um, she was like, she's called Jo San Santa Olala was her surname. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, she was amazing. She went, hey, Tom, what you've got to do is when I moved into Dover Castle, just on the first night, I went into the main hall. I popped a bottle of champagne and I raised my glass to them and I said, spooks, spectres, spirits, I'm well aware that this is your place, but my name's Joe and I'm here for the foreseeable future. So we just let, need to have bygones be bygones. <laughs> you keep to yourself, I'll keep to myself. I won't go moving anything around and you don't go creaking around the doors or anything. And that's that, okay? Deal. Wow. So I was like, okay, so the first night I was in Queen's house, I cracked a can of Foster's. <laughs> anyway, all right, lads. <laughs> I'm Tom. Let's just be cool about this, shall we, please? Right, cheers. <laughs> and they just all kicked off because you brought Foster's to the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you, have you, I mean, that's the thing. I listen to the Parapod a lot. And when they, you know, Ian Boldsworth explaining about like ghosts and stuff and, he's, and i've said this a couple of times on here when he just he's like why are ghosts always dressed that doesn't make sense like their clothes don't die <laughs> i know and you and you only get them of a certain time period as well yes you don't get any like ghost cavemen no <laughs> walking around with a club <laughs> and it's always human beings there's not like, hundreds of animals running around and um what? You know. Well, you say that, Rich. There is actually, I've just done a video on this. There is um, there was a, a ghost bear at what? the Tower of London. What? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this Has there ever might, been a bear, may or may not be true, but it was like in 1660-something <laughs> or something like that, that uh, one of the night wardens thought he saw a, the ghost of a bear just pop up. Okay. And he got, he got so scared by it, he literally died of fright. Well, I love stories like that. I love that shit. <laughs> there was a, there was, they, they kept a few bears here over the mm. years. Because back in the day, the kings and queens always used to give like mental animals 
to each other for pets. Right, so okay. They, they had like a polar bear that they kept on a chain that used to fish in the sea. There's been an elephant, baboons, lions. They used to have like a snake because they never knew how to look after them. So all the animals died really quickly. To put the snake to bed, they used to roll it up in a carpet and put it in, <laughs> and put it in an oven. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> like a snake sausage roll. Yeah, yeah, it's a snake. Oh, God. <laughs> Snuck a dro- snake is roll, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then that's why all the animals... It was, it was, I think, the Duke of Wellington then took all the animals from the Tower of London and made Regent's Park Zoo. And that's, that's uh, how, that's how Cam- Camden Zoo happened. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. The, see, this is... I was never told these things at school. They just keep wanging on about the Normans. You're like, I get it. Yeah. The Normans came. All right, tell me something Boring. else. Boring. Boring. Normans. Yeah, exactly. Yawn, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about you is that, yeah, you, like you, I mean, your name is... Pardon me, sorry, I just coffee. Did you... But your name is Honourable Tom Horton. Is that right? My, my title is The is the Honourable Tom Horton. The Honourable. Because yes. I said it the other day, I was talking to someone, I said, oh, Tom, Tom Horton's coming on, I said, The Honourable. And they went, oh, no, he's just Honourable. But it's The Honourable. It's Well, The, the Honourable is how you'd say it. So I'm not The Right Honourable, is what I think they're getting confused right. with. Right. Because The Right Honourable is um, someone who can actually advise on the Privy Council. Wow. And has a bit of power. Whereas I've got fuck all power. <laughs> Basically, all mine is, is because my dad's a lord, mm. it's to signify that I've got a cool dad. So in social right. situations, when they go, this is the Honourable Tom Horton, people go, right, his dad's important. Ah, I see. It's not, yeah. Mate, yeah. I mean, I've been sacked from Weatherspoons twice, so... <laughs> yeah, it's I've, different. As far different, as Honourable... <laughs> Not happening. I am. Um, well, I'll, like. I'll take it. I'll take it. This is what I like about you, though. Like you know, at the minute, if, if you know, on social media, in the news, and everyone's weighing on about class and things like that. But what I like about you is that you're aware of where you're from, but you do kind of look at it and go, "This is this is nuts that I'm it's, part yeah. of this." This like, my dad's a lord. I mean, that's. You know, you, you, that's what I like about you. You kind of, you don't walk around going, yeah, look at this. This is great. You're like, this is insane. What am I, how did I manage this? Yeah, well, that's 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 kind of you to say, Rich. Thank you. But yeah. I think, because um, I've often had that with people going, oh, you're too posh, posh to play, uh, you know, working class towns or anything like that. Or you know, is, going yeah, to these right. certain areas. It's so ridiculous because... Yeah, it's ridiculous. What what I've realised with just people in general is no one actually cares if you're from that background. What people don't like is that they don't like being patronised or lied to yes. or that you don't, or you, or you think you're better. But if you just go, yeah, no, this is my situation. Yeah. People are fascinated by it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, that's, why um, to, that's why I wanted to talk to you. It's like, not only are you a brilliant comic and we get on really well, but you're, I wanted to talk about your background because I've never met anyone like that you know i don't know anyone whose dad's a lord for god's sake and it's it's yeah. a fascinating it's fascinating because it's a different it's a world that we're not privy to no it's it's so uh, the type of lord he is is a baron which actually sounds cooler i think baron. yeah it's much better yeah yeah uh, yeah it sounds like a- he's killed people well, well indirect well indirectly <laughs> he's killed <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's um you do get a lot of that sort of backlash on um on social media when you do get a lot of people who are the labels get thrown around mm. with that sort of thing which is quite hard to read um yeah my 
So what his whole title is General Sir Nicholas Horton, Knight Grand Commander of the British Empire, Constable of the Tower of London, Lord Baron of Richmond. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite the name tag lot. he's going to have. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because all my letters come in as Mr. Horton. And I'm right. living with them at the moment. So if you go for our mail in the morning, it's like, right, let's see who's is who's. And it's like Baron, Lord, Sir, Lord, <laughs> Knight, Lord, Baron, Lord, Mister. That's one for you, Tom. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> uh, 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 it must be. This is what, this is what I, thanks to comedy and thanks to this podcast, I've now been able to meet people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. And what I've learned from it all is that it doesn't matter where you are or where you're seen to be or where, whatever. It's everybody's fundamentally the same. We're all we're all trying to get by. We're all trying to do our best. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to keep it together. Yeah. Human emotion is universal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's always what I try and do in my shows. Like the the framing is different. Like you mm. know, I grew up on army barracks. I live in a palace. Uh, went to all boys boarding school but everyone knows what it's like to feel lonely yeah. everyone knows what it's like to be angry to not get what you want to celebrate something to be jealous mm. all those things are, are you know they, they, they transcend the situation you're in there absolutely and that's yeah. what connects that's exactly what connects us and i think comedy is very good at doing that one thing what's one thing that is great about comedy and like you said you do just you are in the mix with just so many different character types mm. and when you're on stage it's a meritocracy because people will laugh or they won't laugh and they won't care where you're from yeah so exactly yeah. you find quite quickly in car chairs and green rooms that if if you try and go oh i'm from this so i mean that it just doesn't fly no it's about how you are as a person yeah, exactly. And there's this assumption that because you come from where you come from, then, you know, like you go, look, well, yeah, I'm fucking depressed. I'm suicidal. I'm this, I'm that. And they go, well, how can you be? You come from where you come from. You know, like you've just said, it's, it's not about all that. It's inside, no. you know, it, it affects us all. I, I always want to be a bit careful when I talk about this because mm. I don't want to fall into the Molly May trap of, well, come on, guys, we've all got the same, yeah. you know, in the sort of hierarchy of needs. I understand that me being sort of, I understand that there are, obviously there are people here who, who are, they're worried about where they're sleeping, where they're eating mm. and all that. Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. never had that. So I don't want to ever say that, you know, oh, I, it's just the same as with me, with everyone. Yeah. Like I, I'm very lucky. And one of the reasons I've been able to do this career is because I've had such a safety net to fall back on. Mm. Which is, yeah. I do find a lot of acts who are maybe from a bit more comfortable backgrounds than they let on. Yes. Who I then see preaching about certain stuff and going, how in a fucking second? Didn't mm -hmm. you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you yeah. go to private school? Didn't you go to Oxford? Isn't yeah, yeah, exactly. Didn't your parents so just, buy you a house when you went to uni? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, you haven't paid rent in a while, have you? So <laughs> hang on a fucking second. Um, naming no names. So No, not at all. But... As, certainly as far as um, there are, of course, other pitfalls that you come into when, it, when you come from too comfortable a background. And again, I don't want to get the, the world's smallest violin out for people, no. but I think it is important saying I know a lot of friends from 
backgrounds where they could have done anything and so they've ended up never picking anything mm. and so th they end up these quite lost people yeah because one thing i think that um they, they, they haven't got good just motivation to to work or, yeah. or do anything like that and giving yourself a purpose in life and something that you're passionate about that that counts for a lot in, yeah absolutely in yeah so um and i also think you know, i struggled a lot coming from a very overly achieving father mm. and my father was the son of a like a shop owner right so so came from not working class but like lower middle class achieving mm. background and then became the head of the military became a grand knight knighted twice house of lords lived in a palace as a young kid growing up who was sent away to boarding school at six years old so already had a bit of separation anxiety mm. to then be like how do i live up to being that man's son yeah I rebelled against that quite a lot and I went off the rails for quite some time. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was only later on that you realize you're not competing against him. You're just doing, you, you are who you, you have to be yourself and do yes. your own thing. Yeah. And I'm sure you've tackled this on the pod before, but the only person you're competing against is you yourself. All the time. And, yeah. And, and yeah, and, and not other people. Um, and my dad would be happy whatever and no one was expecting me to try and be in the army or try and get all these awards or anything and just be really proud of him for doing that yeah and celebrate that and then and do your own thing but it took me a while when you're going through late teenage stage and you're all angry and you you need to focus stuff yeah mm, i definitely yeah. i definitely rebelled against it i can imagine and you like you said you know you you're sent away in your formative years to boarding school and that's, you know, your, which is, you know, you, you, you still, you still need the, you still need your parents at that stage. You still need to be in the, in the house and yet you're mm. sent away and, and you have to, do, I mean, do you have to kind of figure it out for yourself when that happens or so you're yeah. a bit young to remember? Uh, I can remember a lot of it. Mm. Um, six years old is mm. a really young age to be take it take it away yeah and the reason i was is because because of the military it was either go to boarding school or change school every one to three years right yeah which is obviously not good either so my parents picked the lesser of two evils mm. and um so you get a sort of contingency of education grant is what it's called for military okay. kids um i remember i'd been to an open day at the at my prep school to see what it was like yeah and i'd enjoyed that and at the end of the day i had been collected from my parents so when it came to them dropping me off for my first like month and a half or whatever it was away on my first day because i'd been to the, the open day in my head i didn't quite compute what boarding was of course yeah. so on my first day at the end of the day all the boarders went to the boarding house but i stayed with the day kids at the school gates <laughs> and then gradually one oh. after the other they all got taken away by their parents yeah <laughs> until i was just left there as on my own oh <laughs> my god and the the teacher came back out and she was like top what are you doing out here and i was like i'm waiting for my mother and father <laughs> <laughs> they're not coming i was like what? <laughs> what what do you mean they're not coming um 
and that yeah that left to yeah it was um that night you then have the first night in the dormitory and you're with a bunch of kids who are going through the same thing so the first night i remember i've got a very very vivid memory of feeling alone like Mm. what being alone really meant for the first time and the world suddenly went as in size in my brain like I'd never been apart from my family ever. And then suddenly you are completely in this strange room with a bunch of kids who are all crying. You've got a water sheet bed because most kids um, wet themselves on the first Mm. night. And then suddenly you're waking up in the morning and you're being taught how to tie a tie. Wow. Yeah. And how how to polish shoes. And you're going down for prayers. Are you like, what the fuck is this? But you, and you also, you learn quickly at my school anyway, because remember this is like, I think they've done a lot more to help kids nowadays, mm. but back in the, you know, it was been 1990 when I went, they were still not quite getting, the mental health stuff wasn't as alert. No. Um, the kids, if you cried about being alone or missing your parents, basically the older kids who had been through it it's a reminder to them that they don't like their situation either. Right. So they shut you up because they don't want to hear, they don't want to be reminded about it. Of course, it. yeah. And that's what, there's loads of, it's, not, it's called boarding school syndrome and it's an actual diagnosed syndrome. Wow. Uh, which means you then just, you bottle up your emotion because the other, I'm going to get deep in it because why not? The other yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. happens is that there's a sort of a battle in, in yourself because you love your parents. Your parents mm. are the best thing ever. They're your parents. Of course. And they've sent you, they've sent you to this school where they've said, you're very privileged to go to this privileged school. Mm. But you're sad and alone. Yeah. So you don't like the school, but your parents can't be wrong, which means the school can't be wrong. So the conclusion you come to is there's something wrong with me. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah. if you don't like it, you, and that's why so many when parents go, do you like, are you enjoying it at school? You go, yes. Mm. Because you feel it's I've you. been told this is why it's, it's good. Whereas actually deep, deep down, you're, you're a six-year-old kid yeah. who, who's confused and scared and sad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, I mean, that's the thing. Human beings do adapt quickly and we do figure it out and go, all right, well, this, okay. is, this is where I'm at. On a subconscious level, we go, right, okay. And you get your head around it, but it still leaves lasting damage, especially at that age. It must have done. Definitely. I think the second time I went, you know, the second term I got dropped off, I knew what was happening, and I yeah. kicked and screamed and grabbed hold of my mum's leg and wouldn't let go, and two matrons had to literally drag me wow. off, yeah. and my mum had to walk away crying. And it's hard for my mum. Mm. I'm talking to her now. She said she used to drive down that driveway, turn the corner, pull the car over and just burst into tears for 20 minutes because she doesn't want to do it. But yeah. um, And then gradually as you go along, you get more used to it and bulletproof and you, 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 uh, you sort of, you you succumb to the inevitable Mm. and you understand that you can cry, but nothing changes. Yeah. I definitely think, um, it affected me in later life, definitely with relationships. Oh, really? I had, f- I had struggle f- 
being in a relationship for a long time, because my the scar was that the thing that I loved the most abandoned me, right, dropped me of course, off. Yeah. So every you know you can't trust things to stay around. Right, abandonment issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would what then what you do is a protection from that is you end something before it ends on you. Right. You you steal the loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, which, yeah, which, it's, uh, which again happens not just in your situation, but it happens across the board, regardless of class and background. Definitely. This there's people I know, people that I'm very close to that have huge abandonment issues because one parent or another wasn't around when they needed them to be and Definitely. You know, I was actually yeah. um I was chatting with Bobby Mayer about it. Mm. Who's a? I was about to say a famous orphan. <laughs> he's, <I> mean, <laughs> he's been on. I love Bobby. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's he's no Bruce Wayne, but um, he's uh, <laughs> but, but you know, as far as orphans go, he's very sort of open about being an orphan. Yeah. And he was saying, "Why you know, Tom? Uh, <laughs> he was saying, "You and me are essentially are similar in the way that our families both dropped us off somewhere." I mean, yeah. I obviously it's it is different, but um, yeah. but the uh, the abandonment issue is still. A, there's a similar crossover there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, it goes back to what we said at the beginning, where fundamentally we're all the same. And so mm -hmm. the, the, the thoughts and feelings that we have, again, regardless of background, that we all experience this, this the same on a, mm -hmm. on a basic level. And it's, and it's it, yeah, we, and I think, again, we, we've talked about this before on the pod. This is why the, the lockdowns were so difficult for, for most of us, because we were just shut off from everybody. You know, mm. and even if even if you were with someone, there was still an element of alone. You know, you weren't you weren't able to go anywhere and see people. And, you know, we luckily we had technology, but it wasn't the yeah. same. You know, I no, think, it wasn't. You know, no, yeah. when you just you feel stagnant. Mm. And I, um, I think I went back into a bit of boarding school mode, actually, and I just sort of went right now here's my world and i'll give myself projects to do right and get on with it i think i weirdly i think boarding school maybe gave me the tools to to deal quite well yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I i also was very lucky because i i went back to the family place and had a garden and mm. all that sort of stuff whereas i mean some people living in one bedroom you know a single mum with three kids living in a one bedroom i, yeah. I honestly fuck i mean i, I don't know. like hats off to any anyone everyone who got through it but jesus yeah yeah um, incredible well it's funny we were lucky because we were down in leon seats and we were right on the on the on the, where the thames goes out to sea so we had a lot of space and the view was incredible every day and you know we were very lucky but i remember after the first lockdown of going back into london and people were still uh, like we were allowed to walk around but people were still in their houses but yeah, seeing everyone like living on top of each other, I I, I suddenly realised how lucky I'd been in that mm. situation. You know that, you know I, I I had a view. I wasn't looking yeah. out of my bedroom window into next door's bathroom. Yeah, it was, well, you know, yeah. I definitely I did have. Um, I went through a a breakup just as lockdown happened. Oh mate, which was tough. Mm. Arguably possibly a good time for it rather than doing it during but <laughs> but it, it did mean it was you struggled to sort of move on from it yeah because 
you couldn't you know dating was tough i also my agent dropped me halfway through lockdown oh my god which was another like so i got a break i got a breakup and an agent this isn't uh, isn't working which i was a bit like well the industry isn't working what do you mean <laughs> can we not wait to it outside to it out the other yeah, end but to be fair it, it was it was through certain circumstances which i understand it wasn't a personal thing at all but no. it was still like oh fuck right okay so uh, yeah um two very big pillars of my life which went yeah. so then the abandonment issues again yeah absolutely i i actually I, I checked myself into therapy for the first time ever in lockdown oh really uh yeah yeah um on online mm. um just because i've been hearing so much from everyone just going it's the best thing to do do it mm. it was like well why would i not be doing it now yes yeah. absolutely and it really helped because it gave me a good sort of checkpoint to keep coming back to mm. and i did that thing with therapy where the first couple of sessions you do you just sort of hang up and go yeah i think i smashed that gig really funny yeah oh, she, <laughs> she laughed loads <laughs> yeah and then you realize hang on you're not you, you're not trying to it's, it's not a performance um, and yeah. then you have a so then you have a long period of time where um you're talking over stuff which you probably yourself especially if you're someone like us who i think you know we are probably very self-analytical mm. and have had many dark nights of the soul where you've gone you've got to a surface level yourself of analysis yeah. of ah abandonment issues bit of peter pan syndrome but then i found out that um yeah but then sorry after like two three months which is when it starts properly like getting stuff out mm. you start noticing patterns in you, the way you talk you start thinking about things from different angles and then we got to some oh wow i haven't really ever thought of it like that yeah and it became really beneficial i love it i when i did i, yeah, I love it. it i did it yeah and it was i remember because well, i'd had couples yeah. counseling before uh, with my ex-partner and and I remember her, one of the sessions the counsellor said you're more worried about m me liking you than actually talking about what's really bothering you oh shit yeah I suppose I am I want yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want you to yeah, think that I'm, a, I'm an asshole <laughs> she went it's not about that it's about getting all these everything out the truth out and then we can work through it it's it's very hard to get over the fact that you know you actually like be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, do it, like you can be an asshole, and that's that's the point. <laughs> they won't judge you. They won't go. Oh, I'm, I'm not carrying. This man seems mentally unwell. I'm not carrying on these sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my office. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, that that isn't what the point is, and also that they're not going to solve. You know, they're guiding you to come to conclude, like to discover stuff yourself, rather yeah. than telling you what to do. Yeah the bloody the, the second one uh, therapy session i did i i started um she's noticed that my glass had like blueberries and ice in and stuff she went what are you drinking i was like it's a gin and tonic she, are you drinking gin and tonics in your therapy session i was like <laughs> well it's five o'clock <laughs> she's like, like why do you think that's a good thing for to be doing and i was like do you know now you've pointed it out it's a terrible thing to be doing and i don't know why i'm sorry <laughs> you just She's like, i've never uh, i've never had someone drink alcohol in one of my sessions I was incredible. Like, oh, incredible are you telling me i'm original, are you telling me I'm original? <laughs> oh good i've got a thing uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i um i yes it's funny with the 
it, you don't you don't realise until you start. I think what am I trying to say? So uh, yeah, I think the lockdowns and things affected us more than we realised. And again, I I ended up I had a breakup in between the lockdowns. We were already not getting on, and then in between, mm-hmm. we ended up just and it really it, it hit me harder than I thought it would. Maybe it was amplified because of everything else that was going on. And I was all right for a bit. I was like, oh, I'll just get through it. I'll get through it. And I was coming back from there's a, where I live in Stratford. There's a Tesco. You come along through the woods past this water treatment place. And then, you, you know, there's a, along the rivers and the canals. It's very nice. But I was coming back and I, would, I just remember looking. There's a bridge. It doesn't go anywhere. And I remember looking under the bridge going, oh, yeah, if you just went under there, left your phone in the flat so no one could trace it, you could just off yourself under there. If you could just do it under there, no one will know. And then I'm, I was walking back and I went, wow. oh, I need to go and talk to someone. I need to talk to someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. When you're sort of picking out spots, that's... Uh, yeah. That's when you that's, need to go, different. oh. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, mm. mate. That yeah. is... Um, but it worked. It was fine. I don't think... I don't know. When you think about that, I don't know. I, everyone always... Because when people go, oh, have you ever thought about har- like harming yourself or killing yourself? It's like... Well, yeah, mm. everyone thinks about it. We're not yeah, yeah, actually yeah. genuine. Like, obviously, it's, it crosses everyone's mind. Mm. I, I think. Yeah. But when you when you start picking out spots and you're really going okay, then that is a that is definitely a different level. Yeah, absolutely. But like you say, that you know, people do do think about it a lot. But it's like a flash. You kind of go, oh, if I just did that. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. It's just it's more common than you think. One of the big things I think. Uh, this is quite tough because mm. I'd had my breakup and then because you had six months or whatever it was sort of dwelling in lockdown. And then I came to the conclusion, I think because, you know, agent had gone and the career was n- not happening in the moment that I'd made the wrong decision in breaking up. Right. With the girl. Yeah. So I then in the sort of autumn, winter time, like so to November, December, decided I, w- I was going to go da- down to London and try and meet up with her and get her back right um to which she was like because she was like oh i i don't think you want this and i was like no i definitely do mm. and it turned out she'd, she'd found someone already and she'd moved on and right. i'm like ah <laughs> and, 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 of course and then that back, ramps it up yeah that amplifies it all oh my god i i remember like that that moment of time just sort of coming to and i was walking around like mayfair just bawling my eyes out smoking a cigarette and i've been walking for like three hours what? just think because just everything was collapsing mm. and um looking back getting back with her would have been a terrible idea yeah it, w- it was just me trying to latch hold of something familiar yeah, in a time when everything was going yeah. but you you know you're not thinking straight you go mad yeah and i think if any of my friends who did yeah i got one mate who bought a fucking ferrari during <laughs> lockdown like like how cliched a mental breakdown can you have um was it a red one and i think any it was a red one it was a red <laughs> it was a red one <laughs> and, i mean, don't get me wrong a great car but at the same time mm. he was doing night shifts in sainsbury's to to get to pay the rent Fuck. Like, mate this isn't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was it was it was gareth ward you know gareth war yeah i know gareth oh, yeah, yeah really <laughs> poor fucking ferrari Shit. mate <laughs> yeah 
while stacking shells in Sainsbury's. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he'll, 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 because his, his thinking was he went, and I, you know, he said, look, I've lost my dream career to go and stack shells in Sainsbury's. The least that I can do is give myself a decent ride to and from work. <laughs> and I was like, mate, it doesn't make any sense. No. But that's tire. sort of amazing. The tyres <laughs> alone would cost you a year's rent. I mean, that's yeah. nuts. What, it, was, I mean, it, was that's, por- it, it was a Porsche, not a Ferrari. It was a Porsche. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Much more reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. That's all right. <laughs> I know people have got Porsches. Yeah, fine. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I went eBay mad. I went crazy on... Mm. I was buying all, all sorts of shite in the lockdowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, just to... I don't know. Just to get that dopamine hit, I think. It's you know? something, it's anything. Because then you've got a parcel coming in the mail yeah. and you've got something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's giving you something, yeah. The... Um, I don't, I don't excuse anyone. I, I excuse anyone going mad during lockdown or doing that ridiculous thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you know, absolutely fine. Getting through it. Yeah. Um, I have more of an understanding of people now. Whereas when I was growing up, I think because I was surrounded by quite judgmental people. I won't say who, mm. but they were. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, when you're out and they're going, oh, "Look at them! Oh, look at that! Look at them! The state of them." You know, mm. I grew up with that. And so my brain is still a little bit judgmental. But So I have to have these inner conversations with myself all the time. Because my initial, mm. I see someone, my initial thing is, oof, it's the state of that. What, and then I have to break it down and go... What are the main things that you judge people for? Is it, like, attitude, appearance? Attitude, appe- yeah, appearance. Uh, and now, but now doing this, especially doing this, I have more of an understanding of... The, the the initial response is like state of that and then I'm like hang on a minute and then I break it down I go you don't know where that person's been what they're doing where they've come from what's going on yeah. you don't know anything about that person but you have made a have made a judgement call just on the on straight off the straight as soon as you've seen them mm. and that's and that, we're all a bit guilty of that sometimes I think because I'm definitely judgmental but, you know, but very hypocritical I, I know, I know yes, a lot definitely. of people who who are like Oh, did you see them doing this? And you know they've had more than six people doing that. And it's like, yeah, but didn't you go yeah. and visit that person that you weren't meant to? Yeah, but that was only like we were only in there for like five minutes or something. It's not the same. It's like, well, it is the same, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just you doing it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy, and uh, like as you said, guilty as charged. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, bit of that, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, but you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meeting people in the park, and yeah, but we were two mm. meters away. You go, yeah, but you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's it certainly feels like nice to be out of it now. It yeah, good. yeah. Well, I mean, it's still happening, isn't it? But the, oh, I, tell you, I got, I got, I got myself a girlfriend during lockdown. What? An online girlfriend. <laughs> well but done, it's mate. Still, still going on. Have you met her? Still together. Yes. She, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were still you, online. I'm like, what? So it was, I mean, in the like month or two after the me trying to get back with the ex-girlfriend, it didn't work out, and me starting therapy, which, so I was in a fragile state. Then suddenly mm. this, this, on Instagram, this avatar pops up and it's like, oh, she's very attractive. But I was like, don't message her because... Tom, it's perfectly fine for an attractive woman to follow you. That doesn't mean mm. that she wants you to now start DMing her. Don't yes. be that guy. 
And then one night I did one of those, oh, I'm a comedian, but I haven't got any actual material to put out, so just ask me a question stories. Oh, right, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, you fucking we're, fishing. We're, that, we all, that we all do. <laughs> oh, God, guys. So uh, what do you want to know about my life? Oh, yeah, she, I've never done that, but yeah, go on. <laughs> have you not? Oh, mate, I do it all the time. <laughs> um, when I've got nothing else to say, I'll just ask me questions. Yeah. Um, and she started talking to me, and then we started FaceTiming over... Uh, over um, over the internet mm. uh, and then it was FaceTiming every day and I think we got really caught up in it because we were both isolating right then it was the Christmas of 2020 she flew over to London for five days right and then which was very scary because you get you, you have these several months of meeting someone online that you've never met in the flesh mm. and so like you know about them yeah. But you don't know them. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because, like, whenever things get a bit, we've got nothing to say, you can hang up. Whereas then when they're over for five days, it's like, you can get <laughs> fuck them here. And you don't, you don't, you don't, you can't hang up on them. Um, and you don't, you don't really know someone until, like, one of you's lost the tickets. Right. Or, oh, yes. Or, like, or you don't know them until, like, you, you, there's a long queue. You could tell, you know, yeah. You could tell a lot about or, a person by when the shit is a fan. Yeah, when the shit is a fan, or in the nothing when it's like it's just Tuesday and you're staying in, <laughs> and yeah. then you get to know people. Then you get not in the sort of holidays and the doing no. events and stuff. That's just the padding. Yeah, that's how you know when you're with the right person when the when the everyday is like fine. You know, yeah. you're, like, you're getting on and. And you accept, and you accept their madness because there's that, like you know, everyone's mad, mm. and the only people who aren't mad are the people you don't know well enough yet. Yeah, 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 true. But they will be, and all relationships are essentially a struggle, and they're tough. There's going to be hard times. Yes. Basically, the the thing about a relationship is you need to pick the thing that the struggle that you think's worth struggling with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, Just, yeah. And then, and then, if you both feel like, okay, this is a, this is a situation I can withstand. <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate this. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I'm writing up my wedding vows as we speak. <laughs> you are a situation I think I can bother dealing with. You're, you're worth, but there's a, there's a truth to that, right? Because mm. I think we've, we've we've really romanticized relationships and at the moment especially on tiktok and insta and stuff people are like oh here are my red flags and it's like it's not a bad red flag like that's not really a red flag that's you're looking for the perfect person and yeah, the perfect yeah, person yeah. doesn't exist no. and you've got to accept that and then as soon as you realize that no it's about finding someone who is going to be flawed yeah but so are you yeah and is are they are they flaws that you think you can put up with because the, the bonuses are so good. Absolutely. Well, this is it. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. And that's what I've learned in my mature wisdom. <laughs> I like that. Your vows, you are tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think she'd actually find that really funny as a vow. <laughs> I, think, I think that would make her laugh. <laughs> you're just honest. You're just honest. But you're yeah. right. You're, you're so right. It is about finding that balance like with everything. It's just about we're all flawed. 
like you say, Marcus Berman had this brilliant bit about, mm. you know, you ever, you know, we've all got low self-esteem. Have you ever met anyone with high self-esteem? Like, can't. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are, you know, they, they, people, it's like, I, I had this very conversation this morning with my partner. I was talking to her. We were saying about uh, insecurities and body dysmorphia and things like that. And, and uh, we were just saying, like, most people... Depending on their mood, like see themselves and go, oh, fucking state of me today. Or I wish this was less, or I wish I had more of this or that. But there are some people where they're like, every day they go, I look great. And you're like, you're, that's a mental illness in its own, on its own. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly not something I want to deal with. There's a, but there's, there's, a, there's, a really, there's a real dialogue I've, I've found because I've got really big on social, into social media at the moment. Mm. And all the, um, Slay Queen, you're the best. Uh, don't let everyone bring you down. Don't let people around you be toxic. Blah blah. blah. No, no, you are you, and you're great. No matter what they say, you are perfect. It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, you see these sort of people dancing on tables, being loud and obnoxious, going, "Yath Queen, Yath Queen." Do you ever sort of look at them and go, "Actually, no." <laughs> Yeah, fucking degenerate. Get down. Get off the, off table. the table. And fucking eat your fucking quinoa in it, peace. Yeah, there's all the, there's people. I have seen a few people. There's a list. Oh, I'm getting rid of the toxic people out of my life. I'm doing this. I'm being me. And I'm like, I know for a fact that you are an asshole. Yeah, I know you are because I've spent time in your company. And this, so yeah. you're the last person that should be putting up anything about toxic people. And, feel, and feeling shame is like, it's a genuinely, genuinely really good emotion to feel. Yeah. Like uh, Garrett Millerick's got a line that says, you leave shame where it is. Shame is the seatbelt that is stopping me going through the windscreen of the car crash that is my life. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Absolutely. So there you go, listeners. Embrace yeah, Garrett the shame. Gallop yeah, Garrett What you you're just not gonna feel shame. You you're just not to, gonna feel yeah, like, oh yeah. maybe I was bad there. It's this weird no. yeah, it's this weird thing where everyone's nobody wants to feel anything. Everybody only ever wants to feel positive and up. And, and you're like, no, life is, is ups and downs and you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel mm -hmm. shame. You're going to be in a situation that you don't really know. It's not comfortable. You're gonna, you don't have to deal with it. It's just how it is. This is one. This is a, a, a revelation, Rich, that I came to when chatting to my mate Henry, who I think you might have met Henry. Um, he's oh, an ex-military um, guy. And, uh, you know, he's gone through PTSD, had some, you know, you know, we've had some bad car shares. He's had some actual fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, mate. That's pretty, <laughs> that sounds pretty bad. There, were, there was no landmines on the way to Jonglers in. <laughs> um, in Runcorn, yeah. So, yeah, and he, he, so he's had his ups and downs and stuff. And he was, he was chatting to me. He's like, so how are you feeling at the moment? And I was like, I'm content. Mm. And he went, content's good. Content is there's a lot to be said about content, and we were talking to them about the nature of people always searching for happiness. Yeah, happiness to me is fleeting. Happiness happens momentarily. You're happy, you're up, and then you're down. Whereas contentment, there's a longevity to contentment. Yeah, and absolutely. I think just being neither oh, really excited and happy or being sad, just being content is actually. And my dad said this. 
emotional contentment is essentially what you're striving for in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace of mind. And it's not always up. And it is sometimes down, but it's like a core, like it's deep inside you that you have yeah. a tranquility of you can take the up and down. Mate, that is exactly it. Dave Longley said the same thing talking to him. And I remember he said that. He said, yeah, you know, happiness is an extra thing. You're, yeah. it's, it takes more chemicals to reach that. And it, like you said, it's fleeting and it's a burst. You go, oh, that's whoa, tremendous. But it, to, to, make, to try and maintain that, that, to look around you and go, oh, actually, do you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. all things considered. All <laughs> things <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, mate. What a way to finish. What a lovely tie on the bow. Oh, Beautiful. lovely. Beautiful. Tom, this has been smashing, oh. mate. Thank you so much. I really, well, I knew you'd been... be great, mate. Thank you. It's made me very happy for a fleeting moment of my contented life. <laughs> and where, where can we find you online? I'm at Honourable Tom. Uh, so, uh, Honourable, spelt the normal way, and Tom again. Um, and I'm on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter are the main ones. But Insta- Instagram is my main hub. Brilliant. And TikTok if you're cool <laughs> and, and young. Uh, I'm on there, but I feel yeah. like I shouldn't be. I haven't done it really, really. But I will. It's, yeah. I will. It's a, hey, these, 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 so, there's a lot of social media choice now. I think pick, a, pick the ones that you're happy with and just stick to them. Yeah, you're right. Don't spread it. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tom. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.